To space but messy. We're not going to be super, super quiet. This baby can uh, handle it. For those of you watching on YouTube, welcome to the newest part of our team here. Can you see her shirt? She's wearing a space but messier onesie, and I cried when I walked in. Not because of the space but messier onesie, but because it was her. She's super sleepy because she just fed, so she's nice and happy. She's perfect. All right. We're going to keep her down here, let her sleep a little bit. Her name is Adelaide Marie, and we are totally in love. Well, oh. Me and my wife are totally in love. I totally looked at Flo when I said that. <laughs> it didn't seem like Flo and I are so in love with this baby. Although Flo is very I in love am. as well. Oh, she's such a cutie. All right. Well, hopefully she'll um, show off her vocal cords through the episode. And hopefully not. But I want her to say hi later, so I won't piss her off too much. Okay, well, today um, today's episode, first of all, I want to apologize for... Everyone who's viewing, viewing this episode and is wondering why it just came out right after the last episode. Um, this happens every once in a while. I, I uploaded the episode to, um, to our podcasting host and it um, kind of glitched and just needed to be refreshed. And it took me a couple days to resolve it with um, the support staff. So everything's all good now. The last episode came in a little late, but we should be on time. I promise it has nothing to do with um, the baby because, well... I mean, the episode was published before that, but the baby has given me maybe two hours of sleep each night, which has been truly awesome. a gift. Truly, truly, <laughs> she's a gift. given you that. Um, awesome. Okay, well, um, let's move on to the news, shall we, Flo? Let's do it. So, why don't we start with your news? Because my news is really sad. Okay. Well, it. Okay. Do you okay. want to start off on that sad foot? We have hope. We're holding hope. You're right. Yeah. You're right. All right. So in SpaceX news, Elon Musk is actually Iron Man. So you may have already heard about the situation that's going on in Thailand right now. There's 12 boys and their soccer coach that are trapped in a cave system. They've been trapped since June 23rd. So more than a week. Yeah. Almost two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were just going to go on a short hike and then a monsoon turned it into a deadly crisis and so the thai government's original plan was to wait until water levels dropped which they expected to be able to wait i think up until like four months yeah and just kind of continue to give them supplies and stuff like that but yeah but they're now learning that the oxygen in mm, mm, nice. the oxygen levels are not high enough to sustain them for that long and so now i don't want to say it's panic mode but it's go time it's go time yeah, yeah. so they're going to run out of oxygen very soon. 
So they're trying their very best. And so Elon Musk heard about all of this, and he sent his engineers from SpaceX and the Boeing company to assist with the rescue efforts. Do you want to keep going off this? (laughs) Can you tell me why he named it the Boring Company really quick? Because he's being ironic. Oh, it's a drill. I thought it was a typo. Oh, yeah. So he sent the Boring Company. He's also sent out some tweets to the Thai government. Oh, Oh, she's awake. He sent out some tweets to the Thai government giving some suggestions of what they could do. So hopefully we will be hearing very good news about all of this soon. Yes, hopefully. Um, Elon Musk turns out he actually is a superhero, which is really cool. He really is. Um, This is not about Elon Musk, though. This is about the people who are trapped. So all of our thoughts and prayers go out to them. And hopefully, hopefully... Um, the tiger can get them out soon. Yeah. Um, next, you may be wondering why has it been so hot this past week, uh, especially in the northern hemisphere? Um, we've hit record temperatures even outside. Flora and I are recording at my house right now. It is uh, 100 degrees outside. Yeah. Today it's supposed to be around 108, which is awesome. But awesome. <laughs> no, I love the heat. Jen- oh. Jenna has well been having. Let's just say it's been hot, feeling hotter than normal in our house because, you know, she. Um, gave birth and we're recovering and the baby needs to stay warm and things like that. Um, but I love the heat. And so every time she asks to put the air conditioning on, I'm like, I get all fussy. And that's, that's a different story, but I love the heat anyway. So it has been awesome. However, we're also July 6th. Um, this week marks the day that we're furthest away from the sun. So normally we're uh, the average distance from the sun is about 93 million miles. And right now we're 94 and a half million miles almost. Um, from the sun. And you may be thinking that that doesn't really line up. But um, apart from climate change, which we'll get to, um, it doesn't have to do with the proximity, how close we are to the sun, but actually how direct the sunlight is. So it's so hot in June because we're at a, I think, 23 and a half degree tilt on our axis. Um, We're actually like facing the sun and getting more direct sunlight. And that's why summers are hot and winters are cold. Um, and so that's why the Southern hemisphere has opposite seasons as we do because they're tilted the other way. Oh yes. <laughs> She's dreaming, dreaming or something. This is so cool. Um, so, um, there's something you could share with friends if you want, why it's so hot, why we're so far away. Yeah. And there you go. So not just cause we're close. Does the stays get hot? Very well said. <laughs> But speaking of which, um, proximity, there is a planet that is way closer to the sun than we are and way, way hotter, but not for that reason. Today's episode is going to be another planet spotlight on Venus. Who is she? (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So you may have seen Venus before in video games. Um, I know she's in transhuman space. She's in Destiny and Battlezone. Um, she was also in that Disney movie, Princess and the Frog, um, and where the fly like fell in love with it because it thought it was another firefly, but it turned out to just be the brightest um, astronomical object in our sky, mm-hmm. Venus. Never seen it. So Venus is the brightest object in the sky, so aside from the moon and the sun, and it appears 10 times brighter than the brightest star in the sky, which is serious. Because it's seriously bright. Is that really why it's named that? No, no, no. It, we call it seriously bright because it's named Sirius. Okay, it's like a, just wondering who it was the other way around. To like help us remember it's the brightest star. Yeah, and the clouds of Venus reflect the light of the sun like a giant mirror, which is why it's so bright. Super bright. And so Venus, j- just like Mercury is named after these Roman and Greek gods, Venus was named after a Roman goddess of love. 
And in Greek, that's Aphrodite. But in ancient times, Babylonians named the planet Ishtar, uh, the goddess of womanhood and love. And it's been continuing to be associated with those things throughout history. You've probably heard um, that horrible, horrible book, um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus mm-hmm. by John Gray. If you mm-hmm. have that book, you that's the one book I say you should absolutely burn. But um, that's why, because the... the um, Venus, the name is associated with womanhood and love, and Mars is associated with more the male attributes and war. Mm. So that's a fun fact. And the ancient Egyptians and Greeks thought that Venus was actually two separate bodies. And so they named it the morning star and the evening star um, until later people figured out it was actually the same one. Same star. Same star. It's fun fact time. This one's crazy. The first one. This one like blew my mind. So if the sun were as tall as a typical front door, the earth and Venus would be about the size of a nickel. A nickel. That is an incredible comparison. Like how tall are doors? Like eight feet? I think a little bit less than eight. Or I mm-hmm. guess it depends what country you're in. Yeah. I think in Japan they're smaller, right? So there, I'm sure there's places where they're smaller. Because my, fr- my friend went, or my cousin Hayden went to Japan and he took a lot of pictures of his head not fitting in the doorways. That's not like, a, that's an actual thing. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. We live in California, and so we have a lot of the the missions, the Spanish oh, yeah. missions. And it's fun to walk into them because apparently the Spaniards were really tiny back then. <laughs> the doors are so small. Yeah, super small. So we're talking a big door, not big, a little door. Big Makes door. it more impressive. One that Flo can fit into. <laughs> not that she's big, I mean, but she's tall. Huge. <laughs> um, another fun fact is Venus is the second closest planet to the sun, and it's about 67 million miles um, away. So like I said, we're 93 million miles. Um, I think we said Mercury is in the 30s, and Venus is right smack dab in the middle. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. One day on Venus lasts 243 Earth days. Can you believe that? It's crazy. That's because Venus spins backwards. And the sun rises in the west and sets in the east. So, so it actually chases the sun. That's yeah. why it lasts so long. You could... Okay, this is a fun fact. Did you know that if you were on Venus, you could actually walk the entire planet and keep the sun in the same spot in the sky? <gasps> so you could walk on a picnic or a walk with a, with a date. And it could, be, it could be a thousand days long and you would have sunset the entire time. The longest, most romantic date of your life. I would say that at that point. It would become very not romantic. But yes, definitely. I would walk with you for a thousand days. <laughs> it's a it's a proposal. Or you could do road trip and literally give meaning to, and I will walk 500 miles. <laughs> that wouldn't be a road trip. Yeah, it would. It would well, be a trip. Because they don't have roads. Yeah, and you would be in a car you want to walk. That's true. (laughs) Another fact, Venus has no moons and no rings, and it's um, extreme temperatures and acidic clouds. That's right, literally has acid rain. Um, Mm. Makes it a place we're probably never going to be able to live. Mars is is like a clean slate, so we can try and create life there um, and terraform it, but Venus is a no-go. It's just, it's bad over there. Um, So how do we know anything that we know about Mercury. Um, In ancient times, we were able to view, or Mercury, wow, um, about Venus. Um, In ancient times, we were able to view Venus as a super bright star in the sky. People thought it was a star. Um, Then in later years, once we had telescopes, we were able to view it as it transited in front of the sun or like passed through in front of the sun. 
and transits of Venus occur in pairs with more than a century separating each pair. So you have a transit in 1631 and 1639. We had 1761 and 1769, 1874 and 1882, and then 2004 and 2012. The next transit, you won't be able to see this until December of 2117. That's insane. I wonder if I'll be alive. Will Adelaide? She was born in 2018. So that's 199. She would be 99. <gasps> she could do it. She could totally do it. Adelaide, it's me. Flo. <laughs> and I need you to take care of yourself. Eat your vegetables. And live to be 99. So that you can do this for your dad. I like that. Some, such long gaps appear uh, between these because Earth and Venus's orbit are actually rather different. So all the orbits of the planets are not always on the same plane. Mm -hmm. And so Venus is more of like an incline so that, you know, it passes between Earth and the Sun every single orbit, obviously, but it doesn't actually pass in front of the Sun from our view, but twice every hundred years. So Dang. So we're talking about these transits. And so we learned a lot about Venus a very, very, very long time ago. Yeah. So in 650 BC, Mayan astronomers were already observing Venus and made intricate illustrations of the planet. Then in 1610, Galileo observed the phases of Venus, which was the same time that he... When he observed, like, Saturn and saw that it had ears, yeah. he said, which turned out to be the rings. <laughs> ears would have been cute. Um, in 1639... The first predicted transit was observed, and then in 1761 to 1769, this is so cool, two voyages across the ocean to follow Venus in the sky helped us understand how far away it Dudes actually was. literally got in boats. To follow Venus. Yeah. That is amazing. That is so cool. Gosh. And then in, yeah. Are you going to say something? No. Oh. Good. 1962, NASA's Mariner 2 mission performed the first flyby. It was the first spacecraft to send back information from another planet. So check this out. This, this is crazy. 1962, what Flo just said, was the first time any spacecraft set back anything from another planet. Mm -hmm. And we landed on the freaking moon seven years later. So cool. Humans are incredible. They really are. So then uh, after we set foot on the moon, in 1970 to 1983... Russia's Venera series of spacecraft sent back the first data from the surface of the planet. And then later, a decade later, NASA's Magellan spacecraft in the 90s orbited and mapped 98% of Venus's surface. Finally, they had the radar to uh, look through all the clouds and map everything. Um, so, okay, we've done all of that preliminary stuff. You guys know how it was discovered, who saw it first. Now we get into the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. So what do we actually know about Venus? So... How about its size and distance? Venus has a radius of 3,760 miles, which is a little more than 6,000 kilometers. Almost the same size as Earth. It's just a little bit smaller. And its orbit has an average distance of 67 million miles, or 108 million kilometers. It takes sunlight six minutes to travel from the sun to Venus. So you could think at these first four planets here, um, Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars, they're pretty, not super evenly dispersed, but... Uh, like we said, um, Mercury, it took three minutes for sunlight to reach it. Um, sunlight takes six minutes to reach Venus, and it takes nine minutes to reach the Earth. So pretty evenly spaced. Yeah. 
Um, Venus is just one of two planets that we kind of mentioned earlier that rotates from east to west. So only Venus and Uranus have this backwards rotation and it completes one rotation every 243 Earth days. And that's, so this is the longest day of any planet in our solar system. And it's even longer than Venus's year. So the time it takes for Venus to rotate once on its axis is longer than it takes for Venus to revolve um, an entire revolution around the sun. Why is that? What? Why? Why is it such a slow rotation? Yeah. Um, well, it used to be a little bit faster of a rotation. Now they think, this is one of the great mysteries of Venus, but they think that the high speed of the clouds in the atmosphere, because it moves the opposite direction, it actually slow, slowly, slowly slows down um, the rotation of the planet. Now, we think that eventually it could be tidally locked, which uh, kind of like our moon is tidally mm. locked to us, um, so that one side will face it at all times, but that won't happen for millions of years. It's not something we need to, you know, tweak our models about or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of speculation. It's really hard to know because it's really hard to see um, and study Venus, or it has been up until recently. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the speculations that scientists have as well. And it makes a complete orbit. So this, this whole year is um, 225 Earth days, um, slightly less than um, two day-night cycles. Um, but its orbit around the sun is the most circular of any planet. So it's almost a perfect circle. circle. A lot of our other planets are oval or egg-shaped orbits around the sun. But uh, Venus is almost a perfect circle. And then we mentioned earlier how today is... Um, Today's one of the hottest weeks of the year because we're tilted towards the sun, but Venus has almost no tilt. Its tilt is only three degrees um, and it spins nearly upright, so it doesn't experience any seasons whatsoever. It's just always miserable and hot all the time. <laughs> always 800 degrees? Yeah. <laughs> so Venus is pretty similar to Earth in its structure. It has an iron core that's approximately 2,000 miles or 3,200 kilometers in radius. Above that, there's a mantle that's made of hot rock that's slowly churning due to the planet's interior heat. The surface is a thin crust of rock that bulges and moves as Venus's mantle shifts and creates volcanoes, which is very similar to Earth. Yes, it has a ton of volcanoes. So from space, Venus is super bright and white because it's covered with these clouds that reflect and scatter the sunlight. But at the surface, the rocks are actually many different shades of gray, uh, similar to rocks on Earth, but the thick <laughs> atmosphere, it filters the sunlight so that if you were to stand on Venus, everything would look orange. So cool. Just because of the atmosphere you're looking through. Like when um, there's a really bad fire nearby. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you like smell the ash. Yeah, and the cloud actually, gets all smoky and it's everything is orange. It's really, I, I know that it, it's really bad for other people. I'm really sorry. But I love smelling ash when those fires are out because it reminds me of a day that I had a test. Yeah, your childhood. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of a day I had a test and there was a super close wildfire and they had to cancel class. And I was so excited I got to go home and I, that, that smell is what that I know. brings back I think me. like our age group specifically in our area has a weird, like twisted. Yeah, we don't have snow days here in Southern no, California. We have, we have ash, ash days. Because I remember that too. And it was like three or four days in a row that we had classes canceled For those of when you I don't was in middle school. What we're talking about when we get a wildfire really close to Southern California, the ash from that fire is carried in the wind and it covers like 
yeah. all the surrounding cities. So you can't breathe. And so kids get to stay home. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, cool, wildfire. But we also are very aware it's that very they are very bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Venus does have mountains and valleys, and it also has tens of thousands of volcanoes. The highest mountain on Venus, uh, Maxwell Montes, is 20,000 feet high, similar to Mount Everest. And by the way, Venus, I know you're probably thinking, Venus is really similar to Earth, but it really is. And we've, we've already kind of um, discussed that scientists have determined that it's basically like Earth's twin um, from a glance. And then, of course, mm. when you get in deeper, it's, it's really not. <laughs> so it's thought that Venus was completely resurfaced by volcanic activity 300 to 500 million years ago. Venus has two large highland areas, Ishtar Terra, which is about the size of Australia, in the North Polar region, and then Aphrodite Terra, which is the size of South America, which is straddling the equator and extending for almost 6,000 miles or 10,000 kilometers. Crazy. So Venus is also covered with like a ton of craters as well as these volcanoes. But the crazy thing is none are smaller than about a mile across. That's because all the small meteoroids burn up in the super dense atmosphere and only the large ones reach the surface. Mm -hmm. And so almost all of the surface features of Venus are named for noteworthy earth women, both mythological and real. So just like Mercury is named, all the craters are named after artists. Here on Venus because we are recording live from Venus, we have Bathsheba, Mona Lisa, Anne Frank, and Beatrix Potter, which is not a character from Harry Potter, (laughs) but the author of Peter Rabbit. Author of Peter Rabbit. (laughs) Thanks for that clarification, Flo. You're welcome. I just like, I'm here to make things understandable and digestible for the the listeners. Um, (laughs) One of the craziest facts about Venus, we talk about this often when it comes to how Venus is like what the future of Earth may look like. Um, if we don't get our act together and stop pumping CO2 into the atmosphere, Mm. because this atmosphere is mostly made of carbon dioxide, it allows the heat to pass through the clouds and then it traps it in its atmosphere. And guys, at the surface of Venus, it's 880 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 471 degrees Celsius. Disgusting. That's disgusting. That's all I have to say about that. That's the only thing you need to know about the temperature is that it's super hot because of the carbon dioxide. That's it. Dang. Oof. So Venus's atmosphere consists mainly of carbon dioxide with clouds of sulfuric acid droplets. Delicious. Delicious the acid th- rain. <laughs> so the thick atmosphere traps the sun's heat, resulting in surface temperatures higher than 880 Look at degrees. Her. She's just resting on her hand. She's just like, what's up? <laughs> Take a picture of her. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, we're break. just going to baby break here. Take pictures of my baby. She looks like she has like one hand up on her cheek and one elbow propped up on him. So she looks very cool. She's very comfortable um, right now. So the thick atmosphere in Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> You're one of a kind. I'm not even the one that had the baby. I know. You have full night's sleep here. No, I didn't. I stayed up way too late. <laughs> stayed up too late. That's a different issue. Two in the morning, look at half-priced chacos. Um, so the thick atmosphere <laughs> traps the sun's heat, which results in a surface temperature higher than 880 degrees, right? So 880 degrees is already gross, but it gets worse than that. Because the atmosphere has so many layers with so many different temperatures. So at a level where the clouds are, about 30 miles up from the surface, it's about the same temperature as the surface on the Earth. Oh, so we can live on Venus, but we just have to live in like... We just float. <laughs> be awesome (laughs) and live in the sulfuric clouds dang so 
a little more for like technicalities of Venus, as it moves forward in its solar orbit um, and it slowly rotates backwards on its axis, the top level of the clouds, they, they move around Venus every four Earth days. That's how fast they're moving. So every four Earth days, they travel the entire planet. Um, and they're driven by hurricane winds that are like 220, 230 miles per hour. Okay, remember when we said on, on Mars, the winds can't reach more than 60 miles mm-hmm. per hour? 220 is like 100 miles per hour more than a horrible hurricane on Earth. That's, okay, I'm, I don't want to live in a blimp or a, anything. <laughs> you should be moving blimp. really fast all the time. <laughs> um, and then lightning bursts light up these quick moving clouds and it looks absolutely crazy. Um, and speeds within the clouds decrease with cloud height. So at the surface, they're estimated to just be a few miles per hour. So at the surface, it's like a haze. You're walking mm-hmm. through like a mist, and then mm-hmm. in the upper atmosphere, it's really, really um, aggressive. So, um, but the craziest thing, right? Adelaide, she's not waking up yet. Space. Maybe the next kid will like space. I don't know. <laughs> um, the atmosphere is so heavy on Venus that it would feel like you're moving through one mile underwater. With that kind of pressure. So we like to call this section um, reasons why we should move to Venus. <laughs> Yeah. You can breathe easy. There's a nice breeze all the time. There's hot springs. <laughs> hot springs. There's um, a nice rain. mist. Yeah. yeah. And giant craters. And it's a, a nice warm, balmy temperature all the time. <laughs> and it's summer year round. Yeah. Gosh. It sounds beautiful. Um, so even though Venus is similar in size to Earth and has a similar sized iron core, the magnetic field is much weaker due to the slow rotation. Yeah. So what does having a weaker magnetic field mean? It means that it's planet? not protected against like solar wind and mm. um, galactic um, cosmic rays and things like that. So if you went to Venus, you would get cancer probably very quickly. I think other things would happen I think, before then. Yeah. <laughs> you might fry. You might die. Or not. Your lungs would get crushed. Adelaide, did you enjoy? Oh, no, you're frowning. Did you enjoy that episode? She's sad that the episode's over. Dude, she slept through the whole thing. Why can't she sleep through the night? That's my Maybe question. Maybe the only way to get her to sleep is to talk about space to her. Maybe she does love space. Oh my gosh. It soothes her. I actually have. It's so funny. When we were getting really close to our due date, people started giving us gifts, which is really great. But people got gifts for me. Every book people got us was like, your tour through the... Um, planets and stars or here's your tour of the solar system for babies and jenna every time she opened one she would just look at me and be like did you ask for this <laughs> and i swear i didn't um but it's great most of her baby books are space related and oh, that's the way we like it she's gonna be so smart so if you want to get smarter too <laughs> stay tuned for the next few episodes we're gonna have episodes on nasa einstein's theories our beautiful flat oh, earth our flat flat earth our flat sweet paper-like earth Quantum mechanics, many more planets, and many more topics. And not many more babies. It's going to be this for a while. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you uh, for the hang bearing with us on the super mellow episode. I really have had approximately two to three hours each night for the past week of sleep. Um, and we didn't want to wake little baby Adelaide here. So things were pretty calm. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Doing no it. screaming, no, no new songs. No new songs, no screaming. Let's but... make him a closing song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Little Adelaide doesn't like space. She's on the road to being a 
Disappointment too. Oh, oh there she gosh. is. You just woke up. She's pissed now. <laughs> well, I hope just you kidding. have a great rest of your week, you guys. This is Flo and Tony and sweet baby Adelaide. And join us as we set sail for the balmy shores of Venus. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Bye bye. Roger, Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. That was definitely an e-ticket.